You're listening to Paranormal Portal on Revolver Podcasts. Everybody and welcome to the Paranormal Portal Podcast. I'm your host, Brent Thomas. Hope you guys are doing great out there. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Uh, it's just always a rare pleasure to do these shows, and it's even greater pleasure to know that so many of you are out there listening. That's, that, to me, still boggles my mind, and it's just such an honor. So thank you for all the love and support you guys have been giving us and all the uh, lip service and uh, word of mouth you've been giving the show. We find we're meeting new listeners all the time. And I owe it all to you guys because I don't advertise the show. So uh, any growth and, and, and such that we experience, I always attribute to all of you out there spreading the word. So thank you all very much, first and foremost. Uh, if you've got stories of your own or experiences of your own that you'd like to share on the show, I'd love to hear from you. Please feel free to, to uh, email me at paranormalportalradio, all one word, at gmail.com. Again, paranormalportalradio at gmail.com. But got a phenomenal show lined up for you today. We're welcoming James to the show. And James has had a whole ton of uh, uh, strange and wonderful and weird uh, ghost experiences and uh, spiritual experiences along with out-of-body stuff. So we're going to get into that now. So I hope you all are ready. Welcome to the show, James. How you doing, brother? I'm good. Thank you for having me here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. It's always it's always wonderful to talk to the people that are experiencing these things themselves. You know, I mean it's it's one thing to go out there and look and and see what you can find on the net. And there's there's certainly tons of material out there and stuff to talk about, but to me, I always learn the most by listening to people that are experiencing things themselves. That to me has always been Like, you know what I mean? Like everybody sees things differently and everybody relays things just a little bit differently. And it's like, every time I hear somebody's testimonial or somebody's story, I'm learning something new about the phenomena. Does that make sense? Oh yes. That's my favorite thing. I listen to, um, podcasts all the time, as many as I can find about that, just that very thing. Yeah. Um, I'm definitely all about listening to experiences, you know, people's experiences and, um, they've led me with my own, they've led me to, you know, my own projects and what I'm, I'm working on now. So, oh, fantastic! Yeah, definitely, that's really cool. And and thanks for making the time to uh, record this today with me. I I know it was kind of short notice, but I appreciate you helping me uh, work this in because uh, it'll it'll you know it'll be a great uh, great discussion. But I guess the the best place to start with anything is where did this start for you? Well, it started when I was about twelve or thirteen years old. Um, I went to visit my cousin. His family had just moved into a, a house. Um, and that's where I had my first, uh, 
experience with uh, the paranormal or supernatural, you know, the, the unexplained. Oh wow! Um, and so that's where I started. I I should point out first that um, what part of what makes this experience so interesting to me is I um, I was able to see um, something that I should not have seen with my eyes due to a physical condition I was born with. Oh, okay. Um, that, uh, you know, I'm basically, I'm legally blind. I've been legally blind all my life. Mm-hmm. And I saw across the room in, in greater detail than I, I should have. So wow. that was, um, and it was, but it was also a shared experience. Oh, for sure. So, um, I can start there. Uh, by and, all means, please. So, yeah, I went there to visit and, I used to visit with my cousin, this one cousin of mine, um, whenever I could, almost every weekend. Did that for a good four or five years growing up and everything. And this first night at this new house, um, we decided to stay in the basement. Because um, at the time, we had no idea about anything scary or, you know, the whole <laughs> idea of basements being scary. We were kids. We didn't sure. know about that. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we, we learned, but we didn't know at the time. Um, but so the, everything was still being unpacked and moved in. So the house was still pretty busy. And, um, and so the basement was still full of, of things and, um, but there was still you know, plenty of room to walk around. Um, it had lights, but they were all separate mm-hmm. and they had a, a string that you had to pull to turn it on and off. And oh. so we, we just had the one above us on and then the one near the, nearest to the staircase on. Okay. And all the lights, other lights were off in the room. And um, there was a little bit of light coming in through these windows that were along the, the walls near the ceiling, you know, of the, the basement. Mm-hmm. And the shape of the basement is pretty much one, uh, it's an L, but one big section and then one smaller one that is um, behind the staircase. And that's where we, we were looking when we were basically in this couch bed that they had down there. Um, and it was, we were both little kids and it was a good sized couch bed. So it was, um, you know, we were having fun talking and everything. And I don't remember what about anymore because this is 20, 25 years ago. I'm just over that now. Okay. Um, and, but we were just talking and we happened to look back there into the, the section and it was all dark and it was where all the plumbing and electric stuff was at and the washer and dryer and, um, and they had clotheslines hung up um, from the ceiling and the rafters, you know, the wooden beams and stuff. And um, and then there were sheets on a couple of these these lines. Uh-huh. And there was one that was blocking most of that back section. And when we looked back there, we noticed there was something above this one clothesline and this one sheet. And it was basically the the just the head from the head up and the neck up of an older woman. Oh wow. And, and this thing was near the ceiling <laughs> and we didn't see anything on the floor beneath, beneath this, the sheet. Uh-oh. And so that would have made her at least, I don't know, five and a half, maybe six feet. I don't even know. I just know there was nothing on the floor. There were no feet on the floor. Okay. But there was also all the way across this room, this basement. And, um, so at that distance, all I should have seen maybe should have been uh, just a little blur, oh. like a, a, a bright circle. Um, but I could see her, this woman's facial features and everything in, in her hair, and I could see she had glasses on <laughs> nice. um, and everything. And now, I, at the time I didn't know, but now I, I've I've learned that, you know, sometimes spirits and other entities can can project to, into your mind um, and, you know, to, to make, make you see what they want you to, to see. Or at least to see them. And I think that's what was going on at the time. Okay. Uh, I have another theory about okay. that, but we'll get into that after you're done with the story. Okay. Um, so, we, and she, she was looking at us, and she did not look happy that we were there. And, but we, like I said, we both knew it wasn't just some random person that was hanging out in the basement. It wasn't a regular person because there were no feet in the floor, you know? Uh-huh. And we, we, at first we, we didn't know what to do at first because <laughs> we didn't know, we didn't know what ghosts were, you know, Sure. maybe heard about them on TV here and there, but not much. 
And at first we were thinking, well, maybe we should go get the rest of the family. Mm-hmm. But then we thought, you know, if we go, if we do that and go and get them, bring them all downstairs, and this thing is gone, we're going to be in a lot of trouble for making up stories or whatever. Sure. And we didn't want to do that because we were a couple of little kids and, you know, yeah. everybody else, all the other siblings, my cousins, other siblings are older than him and me and, you know, and so we just decided, well, we're, we're just going to not look in that direction for the rest of tonight. <laughs> and so that's how we kind of got through that. But of course, that's how we saw something else in the, in the basement at the same time. Oh, um, it was a, a black cat. And it was, it had like orange red eyes, mm-hmm. but at first we didn't think it was anything weird. At that point we thought, well, you know, again, maybe there was this cat that was hiding out in the basement mm-hmm. or, you know, got in while they were moving in or whatever. So we decided, well, let's, and we both, you know, we both like cats. So we, we actually got out of bed at first and, and went over to look at it. Well, but by the time we got out of the bed, we had turned around, and when we turned back to, to head over there, this cat was gone. <laughs> and now I didn't hear anything when it moved, and mm-hmm. and because of my my low vision, I've always had sensitive ears. And this basement had a concrete, uh, just a cement floor. Okay. And stuff all over the floor. I don't think it could have moved across the basement. Right. in a second or two without making some kind of noise. Huh. Um, and it didn't make any noise. So that's when we got back into the bed. And we, of course, we looked back in that direction and it was there again. <laughs> and so that's when we decided, well, you know what? Okay, we can't look that way. We can't look the other way. We're just going to focus on each other. And and then it's, that's what we did. And we eventually fell asleep. Oh, wow. So, and that was just the first experience in that house. So that, that's what started everything. So I got a question so. now. Uh, my, my theory about the, the vision thing, you're right. I believe that they can telepathically, you know, impress things in our minds. I believe that sometimes that's why some people hear something another person doesn't is because they just weren't uh, the recipient of it, so to speak. Like there's, some things are projected mentally. But what it, what occurs to me too is that Perhaps you you were just tapped into your pineal uh, gland because it's oftentimes you know regarded as spirit sight when the pineal gland is active, and so it wouldn't have the same malady as your physical eyes, and perhaps that's why you were able to experience it uh, crystal clear. That's interesting. Yeah, I've heard of that that gland. I just I've never um, I haven't heard, I've heard bits and pieces about it, but yeah. that's interesting. That's that's only possible. I. I you know, yeah, it occurred to me. Like you were saying, I know this is possible. Yeah, and especially so. since you already have an issue with your physical eyes, perhaps that also developed much like your hearing. You know, and so it's it's maybe been been there uh, more accessible to you than a lot of people, just because you can't rely on your physical sight as much. So, just a thought. I mean, just you know, look into it and, and uh, see what you find out. But that's what that's what came to me. It's like, oh man, he hit his pineal. So, yeah. That was, um, that was definitely, that was the first thing. And, mm. and, um, so yeah, that was, that was, um, you know, that, that was, was the first night. Um, that's quite a baptism. So ever since then I've had, you know, other things and other experiences in that house. Mm-hmm. I've had many experiences in my own place that I'm in now. Um, you know, I've had experiences in, oh, I see here. Yeah. I mean, I have a few different locations. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I, I think it's not like I see things or hear things every day. Sure. Um, but I, you know, I definitely have had, you know, experience, a lot of experiences over the years. So, That's and I, I, it's very interesting to me. I don't, I used to be, be frightened by it all, but now I'm just a lot more interested in it than anything else. Yeah, that's that's wonderful, and that was a hell of a baptism, you know, to start out that way, having such a <laughs> profound experience. Um, but has it, it that was that basically whetting your appetite for what would become uh, part of your life's work? Yeah, I think so. Um, I would say that, and then my um, a lot of my, my other experiences have taken place. Um, I guess you would say in 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 my dreams or in while I've been asleep. Mm-hmm. 
And there's, that's actually, there's, I've been actually, I'm sorry, I am, um, that, that connects to that house as well. Um, in that I have had dreams where I went to that house. Um, I found myself in that house. Um, and it was years after the family had moved out of there and no one else that I knew, you know, owned the house anymore. So I wasn't actually ever going there in person. Um, but I went there a few different times and every time I went there, the furniture was different. And then there was one time where there was no furniture at all. I think that was just, I possibly went there one time when, you know, there was no, no one living in the house at that time. Oh, wow. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I've, um, I do, I do think that out of body experiences happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they can happen in different ways for different people. Sure. You know, so often you hear about people uh, um, floating out of their own body and seeing themselves in their home and or you know wherever they're at. That never really happens for me. I'm always somewhere else. Oh, okay. Um, and yeah, so but that's very interesting. Now, do you um, do you find that you're very aware of what's going on when it happens, or do you just suddenly find yourself in in another place and and you kind of look around? But does it dawn on you during those experiences that you're actually projecting? It usually does because it feels so different. It feels so much more real okay. than a, a, a regular, you know, just a, like a, a dream. Sure. Um, so, yeah. And I mean, um, especially with, with the two places, that place and my, my grandparents' old house, those two places, when I went there in my, my dreams, I, you know, it was not like I was remembering things. It wasn't, I wasn't seeing people that I knew there in those dreams, you know. Um, so I, I'm definitely aware and I've mm-hmm. had others where I went to places that I didn't recognize I had never been to, you know, in, in my waking life. And then, um, years or months or years later, I'd go to a place in person and I'd be there and, and all, all of a sudden I just stopped and, and realized, wow, okay, I was here. I went here once mm-hmm. in, in, in out of body experience <laughs> wow. because I just recognized the place and, but it wasn't like a, they weren't directly like in the dreams. I didn't see people that I, I saw when I visited in person. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. It, it wasn't like a, a, a exact, you know, prediction or whatever. It right. wasn't technically that way. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely, that, that's another thing that has happened a lot that is very interesting to me. Mm-hmm. That is really interesting. Have you now? Do you project regularly? Would you say that you astrally project often, or is it weekly, or or how often have you experienced this? It's not often. It's once every I don't know how many of our weeks or months. It's it's very sporadic. Very, mm-hmm. you know, I never know when it's going to happen. Okay, so um, it's, it's never willful. Then yeah. it just it just happens. It's not, no. Okay. Yeah, it just happens. Wow. Um. The, yeah. Hmm. So. And, and it's, it's, um, places that like one of the times that happened, it was a place that was in a part of this, of the state of Michigan that I live in that I I had never been to before. Oh, wow. I mean, even in the area, you know, in general, I had never been there before. Hmm. So that's, you know, that's, that's amazing to me. (laughs) Do you find when you're in these unfamiliar places, you had mentioned that you end up going there sometime in the future and then you're like, oh, wait, this is familiar. Um, do you find that that's pretty common when you project in places that you're not familiar with that you will end up there eventually? Yeah, yeah. Oh. I, I don't think, I can't think of any place that I've, yet that I've, I've been to in my, my dreams that I haven't gone to, mm. um, except for maybe one or two. And who knows? I mean, right. you might used to say that I won't go there eventually, <laughs> you know, in, in person anyway. Right. I, I don't, I can't rule that out. So. So when you um, get to these places, yeah. is anything going on that was a, an important part of your life or is it just more incidental? It seems more incidental. Um, a lot of the, the one place I went to, there was one place that was kind of, I guess you could say it was important in that it was a place where I did like a co-op program through school. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, in, in the dream, when I was there, it was, I was in one little section of this office area and 
I just saw like a desk and, and, you know, walls and a window behind the desk. Um, and then later on I went there in person and I worked, I spent a lot of time there before I even ended up going to this one little section mm-hmm. and finding it and realizing, Oh, I've been here, <laughs> you know? Um, but most of the times it's just places that I end up visiting later. Um, you know, and, and it's not places that I end up spending a lot of time in. It's just places that I end up visiting. And it, it, that's funny. I just thought about that. It's places that I end up visiting like once. Mm. And then I don't really visit again much after. Okay. That's curious. That, that's funny. I I'll just try, realized that. I'll try to save more of my questions until after you've told your stories, but these are just things that are occurring to me. It's like, man, I wonder about this. I wonder about this. So I apologize if I keep oh, pulling, no, no pulling, <laughs> pulling you off your trajectory. No here. But it's just, there's so much to uncover and explore about this. And I, I've got a bunch more questions yet, but... Hey guys, Brent Thomas here of the Paranormal Portal Podcast. We just wanted to take a moment to introduce you to the Paranormal Portal store. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, leggings, stickers, mugs, you name it, you might find it over there. So head on over to teespring.com stores paranormal portal and you too can help fund the Paranormal Portal Podcast. Thank you so much for all that you do and thank you for being a part of our Paranormal Portal family. us on some more of your experiences brother well um i i mean i could go over the rest of what happened in that one house if, you, sure. if you'd like please um my cousin's house um because the what's funny is i saw a lot more i think as a kid that i did that I, I do now and a lot of it was in that house um as far as visual experiences um this there's one other thing that we saw in the house um, that I saw twice there that I still don't know how you would classify it. Um, so this was the other weekend when I was there, um, and we were sleeping upstairs in, in the front sitting, sitting room area, which happened to be the room right above that one back corner of the basement, actually, where that woman, woman was at. Um, oh, okay. And so we were sleeping on, on, on blankets on the floor. You know, it was, it was like summertime. We didn't need a lot of blankets on top of us, you know, ourselves. And um, there was some light coming in from outside, you know, street, street lights and things. Um, but then we noticed a light in the stairwell, um, the, the first and second floor stairwell, coming down the stairs. And it was uh, a white light about the size of a person. But it didn't. It didn't have legs. It didn't, like, walk. It just floated. Um, and it was came down the stairs. Now, what it, it had something in it, and it looked almost like a giant cat's claw floating oh. in the middle of this white light. Hmm. Okay. Um, speaking of cats, I have one now, and she just meowed, so sorry <laughs> if you heard that. But No, that's fine. Um, yeah, and, and so it came down the stairs, and... It came into the room we were we were laying in, <laughs> and passed right by our feet, and then walked or flew around me, basically floated around me, and into the back into the dining room. And I was I was more interested that time than afraid, so I actually got out of the blanket I was in after it had run into the dining room. And I saw it go through the dining room table and chairs and then out through the back wall and the window. Oh, wow. And out into the backyard. And, um, I mean, the window, it was like a half of a floor up from the, from the ground. Okay. So, um, and that was, that was interesting because 
I mean, I saw it go through solid objects. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now I did see that one more time another weekend. Uh, unfortunately, I'm terrible with dates and, and remembering, you know, when all these happened, like <laughs> as far as how far apart and all that. Sure. Um, but, um, another weekend we were sleeping upstairs in my cousin's bedroom and it's funny, you know, you hear people have experiences and they just fall asleep because there's nothing else to do. Yeah. Um, that, that happened that, that night as well. I, hmm. um, I was still, I was still awake after my cousin had fallen asleep. I've always been a night owl. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was just laying on the floor and this light started kind of forming in the door, in the door, the physical door to the room. And it kind of just floated out of it. And it was that same white thing, that white oh. cloud light kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And it stopped right in front of me as I was laying there. And that time I was afraid because there was no other way out of that room. Yeah. You know? Um, and so it stopped in front of me and I was just laying there watching it to see what I was going to do. And, I started seeing these blobs of faint light in between me and it. And it was, it was a dark room. There's next to no light in there other than what I was seeing. And um, these lights were just, they started to get a little brighter, but eventually they kind of turned into uh, floating, it was almost like mannequin parts, like floating arms and legs. Oh. But like, it wasn't from like a horror movie where they were, you know, wasn't, there wasn't any gore. Right. But it was floating arms and, and like arms with hands and their legs with feet. Wow. And they were floating in between me and this thing. And, and I didn't know what else to do. And I just lay there and eventually I fell asleep. I don't know how. <laughs> That's um, amazing. Wow. Yeah. So luckily that was the last of our visual, my visual experiences in that house. Mm. Um, but even after that, we, we did hear, we would be upstairs in the second floor and we would, we would hear doors on the first floor opening and closing, mm-hmm. but then we go down the first floor, at least we did the first few times and all the doors would be the same way they were oh, okay. and there'd be no one else there. Huh. Um, and there was one time we were sitting in that front sitting room again and we started hearing, we heard a, a knock on the the ceiling of the basement underneath the floor of that room. Oh, and it was just one knock. And then we were talking and we kept on talking and there was a pause. And then eventually that we heard another one and it, it was a little bit closer to the middle of the room. It started out, you know, near one end and it did this a few different times over and over. And we kept on talking and we were kind of getting freaked out. This was in the middle of the day though, which is also strange in a way. Right. And eventually, it the knocks got faster and louder, and until um, in the very center of the room, it sounded like something just hit the ceiling really hard. And we actually got up and left the room, and and um, we were at, at, alone at the house at the time. We went out and sat in the front porch <laughs> until you know my uncle got back there that day. Right. Yeah. That's that's so, kind of creepy. Wow. Yeah. So that's all the stuff basically in that house, um, you know, that happened there. So, but and, yeah. And it was that up to a certain was, point in your life? This all, this all stopped when you, what, quit going there or did it just stop? It kind of, it just kind of stopped. It, 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 the last thing that would happen was the, the sounds of the doors opening and closing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, I would say that stopped after like, uh, once we got into like our mid teens, I got into my mid teens. Um, so basically almost like it stopped as we started getting older I mean, right. just, you know, and, or maybe it didn't stop, but we just weren't sensitive enough at that point, you yeah. know, who knows for that, sure. That's a great question. Um, um, because I, you know, that we often hear that, that, uh, young children yeah. or younger people have a uh, higher sensitivity to this stuff, but, right. um, is it a puberty thing? Is it, uh, something else? Is it just the pace of life? that causes you not yeah. to be able to, to focus as well. But so that was when a lot of it stopped for you. Huh? Okay. Yeah. And then nothing else happened after that in the house other than years later, I ended up going there in my dreams <laughs> and, you know, being like, Oh, I, this is familiar. Yeah. Um, and one time, one of these dreams, it was, um, it was funny because it was, I had fallen asleep in the middle of the day 
Mm-hmm. Um, and in this dream, this experience, it was also the middle of the day in the house. So I know it wasn't just like a random dream where I, you know, right. Scary dream. Oh, you're thinking about the house. So it's, it's going to be nighttime. No, it was, it was middle of the day. Huh? So that is yeah. pretty cool. That's pretty cool that you, that you projected back there. Um, I, I think it's also very compelling that, you know, at different times that you went back, the place looked differently as far as furniture and stuff, which would, yeah, which makes sense. I mean, cause nobody's house remains static. Um, if, if new people are taking possession and new stuff or, or if they just upgrade or whatever, um, that, that makes perfect sense. So I'm, it, it does lend a lot of credibility to your visions because if it was always the same as you remembered it, well, then it's just some kind of vision or, or memory. But the fact yeah. that the place yeah. had a different, uh, different look and feel every time you were there, that definitely makes sense and, and really leads me to, you know, really believe in what you're saying, you know? Yeah, um, I would say there there was definitely someone or something there mm-hmm. that, um, and I think it's still there. I think that some of those times where I had out of body experiences and I went there, I think it may have been somehow someone or something there calling me back to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and in a way, I, I have to say, if I had the the ability to go there and investigate it now, I would I would go in a, in a minute. I would go right away. Huh. Um, I, you know, I, sure. I, cause I'm not as, as afraid as I used to be. Sure. I mean, the, some of the things there, yes, they were scary, but mm-hmm. you know, I've dealt with negative, a couple of negative entities here and there. And sure. You know, I've learned how to kind of handle myself. Not that I'm saying I'm invincible, but no, no, you I, know, I understand what you're saying. Yep. There is, yeah. there is a, a, a real psychology to being around the paranormal. And uh, younger, yeah. younger children are more reactionary, but as an adult, you can, you know, measure your response and respond more appropriately. So, yeah, I, I, I understand completely what you're saying. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, everybody. I think it's time we got to take a break. So don't go away and we'll be right back with more of the Paranormal Portal podcast in just a couple minutes. everybody and we're back and we're back at it here on the paranormal portal podcast buckle up we're going in but now you've you've had experiences uh you know i know you mentioned this when you called into the live show uh with your with your home now yes yeah <laughs> um i've had i i have this idea that in some cases when people move into a place mm-hmm there might there might be a time where things are more active right away. Sure. And then they kind of calm down as, you know, the people calm down, maybe whatever, if whoever whatever is there also gets used to them. Mm-hmm. You know, because um, I, I think I've heard enough stories of, of similar things happening on all the different, you know, podcasts I've listened to over the years. And, mm-hmm. and from my own experience, that kind of seemed like it was the case in this apartment. Um, but yeah, I... I when I first moved in here, I had um, a a series, another again, another series of, of dreams, but also uh, a couple of experiences outside of dreams that, that um, led me to think there was a spirit of a young girl here. Okay. And um, yeah, so I I um, I don't know how much time you have. I I can try to make it quick. No, no, um, we've got we've got as much time as you need, brother. So don't worry. Okay. Okay. Well, so it started out with, um, this one night I was at the time I was sleeping in the bedroom. Um, you might reference when I called in, I mentioned I don't sleep in there anymore now, but when I first moved in here, you know, I just thought, well, it's a bedroom. I'll, I'll stay in there. Sure. Um, and I had a dream where I was still laying in bed and, but there was a light on in the living room, which I had all my lights off. Um, and because darkness doesn't bother me, it's actually over the years it's gotten better for me to have darkness because of my I have light sensitivity and things. So, um, and I have fairly decent night vision, which is really kind of ironic in a way. Um, <laughs> but um, so, but yeah, there was a light on in the living room, and I could hear someone moving around in the living room. 
Um, and I heard them say, uh, where are you? I can't find you. Where did you go? And it was a, a man's voice. And it sounded like they were like pushing furniture around, moving things. And at first I was afraid for a minute. And so I, I started realizing, wait, this is a, a dream of some kind. I'm not awake. And so I ended up falling asleep again and, and woke up and everything was fine. There was, the light wasn't on, you know, everything was the same as I left it. Mm-hmm. Um, and not too long after that, in the middle of the day, one, one day I'd gotten home from running errands. I had a couch bed out here in the, in the living room at the time. Um, I got, I got it from family. It was mainly for the couch, but you know, I, I also used the bed cause mm-hmm. You know, why not sometimes? Um, and I had put on a DVD, and I had, um, when I got home, I, I, back then I used to double lock my front door a lot, because, mm-hmm. you know, no one will think to break through the window that's right next to the door to get in, <laughs> you know? Um, right. So I, I'd done that at the time, and I laid down, I put on a DVD, and um, I laid down and fell asleep. Well, as I was sleeping, I felt someone sit down on the bed next to me. Oh. And lean against the side of my leg. And I live alone. I didn't even have my cat at the time back then. Okay. Um, And so I kind of half woke up and I mumbled like, who's who's there, you know? Mm -hmm. And I heard this young girl, maybe early teens at the the oldest. She laughed and she said, how can there be anyone here when you've double locked the door? (laughs) Wow. Which I had just just done before I laid down. Oh. That woke me up. I sat up, and as I sat up and opened my eyes, the pressure on the bed and on my leg lifted, but I didn't hear or see anything move through the apartment. Oh, okay. There was no one there. Now, this apartment I can get from, you know, you can get from one end to the other in like a minute, two minutes. Okay. If you're running, probably a minute. Mm-hmm. It's not a huge apartment. There okay. was no one here. And the door, the door was locked and everything, and, you know. Right. So that was, um, I knew that there had been some kind of a spirit and that's when I kind of started to get the idea. Well, that was a, that was a young girl. Hmm. Um, and I heard there was a couple of times I got home from places. I would hear her like laugh a little bit and then just it'd be nothing. And of course no one else is here. Wow. Um, and then at one point I had another, another dream where I was in my, in my bedroom in in the main closet there, which um, it's funny. That seems to be a focal point for things sometimes. Okay. Um, and, but in, in this dream, nothing was in my closet. All of my stuff was not in it. And I was sitting on the floor with my back against the wall and I could see this young girl sitting on the floor next to me. Oh. Um, in like a nightgown, like a white nightgown kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. And, um, and all I could see at first was just like, um, brown hair, like long brown hair. Okay. Um, and then she turned to look at me and, um, I, I don't remember like actual facial features, you know, if it was round or, you know, like that kind of features, but I could see her face and I could see her mouth and eyes and everything. Mm -hmm. And, but it was like, she was, I didn't feel anything bad from her, but it was like, it was like she had basically died and she was not, it was like she was, slowly starting the cap, the, the process of, of decomposition. Oh, wow. And that woke me up right away <laughs> from that one. Yeah. Um, again, it wasn't, and, and it wasn't, you know, people think, Oh no, that's, that's sounds scary. Or, you know, really evil. No, I think she was just finally like, okay, we got to meet, you know, we got to, yeah. you know, see, see each other face to face. Um, so, and that's when I started to wonder, is this, you know, is this, is this spirit trying to tell me something, maybe a story of some kind? Mm-hmm. Like, she's trying to tell me something, I think. Sure. Um, and I found out not long after that, I was right about that. So, this one other day, um, this was several years ago now, I used to have one of my younger sisters come over once a week uh, for a, a day while her, 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 um, her dad was at work and everything. Mm-hmm. And but she had to get dropped off early in the morning, like at five thirty, oh. maybe five five thirty in the morning. Okay, you know because that's when he went to work. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times we would both go back to sleep after she got here. Sure. 
And, and so I let him have the bedroom, and I would sit out here in, in the living room on the couch bed because it was the worst bed out of the two. <laughs> um, and uh, so, but this this night I had a um, a dream again, and I was in my apartment still, but it was like the place was starting starting to crumble, like tore apart, and oh. um, it was like fire damage almost. Like you know, there were parts of the walls that were not there anymore, and I was panicked because I, I didn't know where my sister was at. Oh, okay. And I was searching around the living room, and I, I in this dream, I said, where are you? I can't find you. Where did you go? Oh. That's kind <laughs> um, of full circle, huh? Same thing. Yeah. Wow. Same thing as that man had said in the other dream. And uh, throughout this dream, I had this feeling of it was me, but it wasn't me. Right. And wow. it was my sister, but it wasn't my sister that I was looking for. Sure. And so I ended up, you know, searching the apartment. No one was here, but I didn't search the bedroom in the stream for some reason. Okay. Of course, that's where she was in the other dream. And I left the apartment and I went outside and I could hear shouting and screaming like people were running and other people were, you know, setting the fires and, and causing the trouble. Oh, no. And that's where the dream, you know, kind of faded out. Mm-hmm. And I started to wake up. I saw it um, next to me, walking past me, um, this a girl in a, in a nightgown. Now, my sister wasn't wearing a nightgown. Okay. And at first, I wanted to sit up and try to talk to the spirit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I wanted to do, you know, I could see her. She was right there. Right. But then I was, I was thinking, well, wait, my sister is in the bedroom. Oh. If I start talking and this spirit starts talking back or does anything... Yeah. Not even not not that she would do anything bad. Sure. She wasn't bad. Yeah. But I didn't want my sister to get you know be 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 afraid. Um. Uh, so I had to just lay there and let the the spirit walk by out of my view. Mm-hmm. And that's when I figured out that day. I think she died in the fire. I think she died in in a closet of some kind. That's and yeah. I, I think that that the the guy was someone. I don't know for sure who he was. I don't know if he knew her and if he was trying to find her to save her. Yeah. Or, you know, I don't know if he was basically one of the good guys or the bad guys. I, I can't say. Oh, yeah. You know? Wow. But I think that's what happened. And I only heard from her one other time, just, you know, real quick, just her name. Because um, I was thinking about it, and I was thinking about trying to do some research. and Right. You know, but that didn't, that didn't happen. But I did hear her name basically in my mind. It was like a telepathic message mm-hmm. and what's funny about her her last name is it's it happens to be the same name as one of the major streets in my my town where i live oh okay wow so um and then after all of that i never heard from her again i've had other things happen here mm-hmm. but i don't feel like they are they are her okay i feel like you know after she told her story yeah you know that was it that was all she wanted. Wow. That's, that's really powerful. Now, had you looked into it at all to find out if there was a, a fire in the area there, uh, in the history? You know, I didn't get to, um, just okay. because of the, the local place that would have records for all that had kind of doesn't, is not open all the time. Oh, okay. And I have, you know, issues with transportation, you know, getting around places a lot and, right, right. you know, as far as like being able to get there whenever I want to, or, you know, yeah. So I didn't really, and I kind of decided, you know what? She's not still here. Mm-hmm. She's not still trying to, to talk to me. Right. I don't think I need to look into that. You're probably you know, right. She's, yeah. I, she's I, not asking me to do that. Sure. It's just, you know, it's such a, a, a neat story and then it's, it's got so much substance and so much, uh, you know, I don't know. It's just, it has such an, uh, a, a powerful vibe to it. It'd just be really cool to see if that lined up, but I guess it doesn't matter. Like you said, it was real to you and it was a real experience yeah. that you had. So, um, whether or not there's a historical record or not, and maybe there wouldn't be because there's no knowing if it was that building or if it was another building that stood in that place or what it could be, you know, a hundred years old, or it could be, you know, 15, 20 years old. It's hard to know. Yeah. And this is an apartment complex. I I don't I don't know. I've never heard of any kind of major fire happening in this kind of in this you know in this complex. Okay. Yeah. 
So I don't think it was this okay. building exactly. I think it was just she was using that to, you know, right to tell the story. Yeah, basically. No, I think that's very powerful and very cool. Now, you 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 must be at least a little bit psychic, then, huh? I I think so. I think um, I've had too many experiences not to, you know, to be something or other uh, in that in that direction. Right. Um, and I've even had a couple times where I was, as I was like laying in bed, I would I heard like voices of people that I didn't know. Mm-hmm. But, and they were just like mundane things like, oh, I have to go to the store <laughs> tomorrow or, you know, sure. just really simple things. And I, you know, <laughs> if it wasn't, if I wasn't on this kind of podcast, I wouldn't even say it, but I do think I was yep. just for a brief minute, I was hearing thoughts from other people and, sure. you know, well, and it doesn't happen all, that's only happened like twice ever, but I think it's possible. Well, you know, and the other thing was this, have you ever looked into controlling the the astral projecting to see if you could, you know, make it a, a conscious process. I've looked a little bit into it, yeah. I've been I've been listening to um like I, I started listening to um Robert Monroe, you know, his first book a lot. Mm-hmm. Um so working through that one. And I so I've been looking into it, but I've also kind of I've found that trying too hard can also you know inhibit it for sure. me anyway. Right. No. Um, so, but I definitely, I enjoy looking into the subject in itself and, yeah, you know, so yeah. I think it's just really powerful. And I think there, there is definitely something profound to that. And, uh, you know, I think it's, it's probably an ability we all have, but have somehow lost touch with that. And so it, it, for most of us, it, if it happens at all, for most of us, it's just uh, much like your situation where it's like, whoa, wait a minute. Hey, this might yeah. be this might be it. But there are people that that say that they they very purposefully do it, and it sounds like it's a combination of meditation and and uh, a lot of uh, you know discipline uh, kind of stuff, self discipline in order to tune yourself to that. But and it's not something I know much about, but I, I find it absolutely compelling and uh, really really interesting. Yeah, I do too. I think. Um I think actually what's kind of funny is part of my problem is I hear everything around me. Yeah. Like every little thing, every little tick from my, you know, my electronics, mm-hmm. you know, I, I mean, like when I lay down in bed, I can hear the sheets and the, and the pillowcases shifting beneath my, you know, beneath me. Yeah. Um, it's very hard to, I have to be like really tired when I go to bed and I'm going to sleep. Oh, sure. Just because everything is, I hear everything, you know? And, yeah. So I think that that also can help kind of distract from or keep from, you know, getting into any kind of deep meditative state, you know, easily. Yeah, it would probably Um, probably take you more work than most people (laughs) because you've relied on your hearing so much uh, in your life that it is, you know, much more primary sense than for most of us, I'm sure. I think most of us just rely on our sight more than anything, but sound is certainly a part of it for all of us. But yeah, I, I think well, it's incredible. It's amazing what you can you can if you you know get used to listening. It is amazing what you can figure out based on just what you're hearing. Yeah, um, I, I agree. there are you know people that can't see are taught. I went through training, and I've seen other people go through training um, on how to like to where you can cross streets, mm-hmm. intersections just based on what you're hearing. Right, right. You know, and I mean to some people it sounds like oh my gosh that'd be so scary. Well, no, if if, if you if you never had that vision, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you have to know what's going on and be careful, but it's not, you know, it's, it can be done. Yes. So I'm a little bit familiar with that because I actually, uh, had my, my right eye damaged when I was a kid, I got shot in the eye with a BB and oh. so I'm partially blind, but I can hear when I'm next to walls, even though I don't have any vision, uh, peripherally yeah. to see it. And I can hear when somebody yeah. walks up cause the sound changes. So you're right. It's, yep. it's very, yeah. so. and I mean, I can tell when I'm in, in a hallway versus like a, a big room, you yes. know, there's, there's, yep. you know, the sounds, so yeah. The acoustics are totally different. Yeah. So I can actually, I can actually very much relate to what you're saying now. I don't, I don't know. I, I still uh, have to be really careful that I don't, especially in crowded areas that I don't bump right into people because, you know, they come and go and there's so oh, many people. It's yeah. just a nightmare, but yeah, it's, yeah. but it's only a quarter of my vision that's gone. So uh, the rest of it seems to be okay. <laughs> 
Well, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm glad that at least there's you have that much anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it is what it is. I, I was only 12 when it happened, so I'm, uh, you know, the rest of my life, I've just, it's always been that way. I don't really remember what it was like to have it, so, <laughs> you know. Yeah. But, mm. no, I think your story is incredible, brother, and I think you're you're on a really cool path, and uh, uh, you had mentioned doing investigating uh, or willing, wanting to do investigating. Have you done any paranormal investigating up to this point? I've Not my on my own, really. Okay. I've done, I've been on a couple of um public investigations okay um and and that was fun it, what's funny is um how i mentioned that I, I i go i went places places in my dreams and then i went there in person yes that happened with two of the well two of the places and a few locations within one of the places uh-huh. um each time like i went there in my dreams first and then years later i went there in person with this on this ghost hunt and and you know, realized, oh, I've been here. That's really you know? interesting because um, that's another yeah. that's another correlation. Then is that you are projecting to places where you're going to have uh, spiritual encounters of some kind, and yeah, I mean, so it's not yeah. just random. It, it there is a no. There does seem to be a purpose to it, um, and that that's funny because one of the places that I went to, you know, in the dream and then in person, it was I was there in the middle of the daytime with a, with people, with people, mm-hmm. but. And there were parts of that plate, that building that did give off some kind of an energy where like, oh, this co- place could be, I feel like this place could be, you know, have spirits in there or something going on in it when people are not around, mm-hmm. you know. And and that was the one place I, I didn't think fit that, but now that I think about it, it does. Yeah. So yeah, there you go. I think you're right about that. Every place that I've been to in dreams, you know, beforehand, that I went to in person, it was always a place that was at least said to be haunted, and in some cases, you know, it actually was haunted. So, well, there you go, at brother. least to a degree, anyway. Yeah, and I, and I believe that every place is haunted. Really, I mean, now by, yeah. by haunting, I mean that there's spiritual presences there. Um, although yeah, yeah, I, definitely. I think I think haunting is more to do with negative uh, kind of stuff happening, and that's not always the case. But yeah, I think that that's, right. that's a very profound correlation. So. I guess when you when you have these incidences, you have to pay attention because you're probably going there sooner or later. Yeah, that's very interesting. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Now I, I we're about at uh, about 48 minutes into the the interview. I want to definitely give you a chance to to shout out what you're doing because I know you're starting you're starting a podcast of your very own, and I think that's amazing and fantastic. So please let people know where they can where they're going to be able to find you. Yeah. Well. Um, I I'm starting a podcast. It's it's going to be a mix of true ghost stories from people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm I'm always going to be looking for uh, stories from people. To, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if they're willing to send them into me. Um, and but it'll be a mix of that and just general dives into the the topic of everything everything spiritual within the paranormal. Um, is what I like to say. Um, it's going to be called Salcedo Paranormal. Okay. And um, you can find me on um, Facebook and on Twitter under that name, Salcedo Paranormal. Can you spell that? Um, yeah, S A L S I D O. Okay. And then Paranormal. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'm already on. Um, I have a I have a Discord server. I don't know if you've ever heard of that one or not. Sure. Um, and I that's also um, that's Salcedo Media. Okay. Uh, so, and, um, I have a YouTube channel, but I haven't done much on there yet, but that's also under that name. Um, but the podcast will be, um, have its own webpage and I I will, um, it'll be launching on Halloween. I've already recorded a few episodes and I'll be recording more throughout the rest of the year. It'll be like once or twice a month at the start with that I release episodes. Um, Mm -hmm. and, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking for any kind of stories from anybody that wants to send them in. I have a, um, uh, an email address okay. that's also salcedoparanormal at gmail.com fantastic um, and um, I'd love to hear from people and I don't need to share your name on the stories you know it's not about the names as much as it is, it is as it is sharing stories with people that show they're not alone in what they've experienced 
Yeah, exactly. So I, I agree. I think that people, people, for people to come forward, it's a big step, and and they're kind of oh yeah, they're revealing a part of themselves, and so there's no reason that they should have to attach their names to it. So I take the same approach with the portal. It's like if people want to be identified, that's fine. If they would rather not, that's fine too. Um, just as long as their story is real, I don't care how it's delivered. So, <laughs> but yeah, and um, so yeah, that's my my podcast. I'm also I write. Um, I write stories, I write fiction, and, and then I do write some nonfiction stuff once in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, if you just look up look up James Salcedo on um, Amazon, you can find my books there that I've written. Um, and some are fiction and some are, a couple are not. So Fantastic, um, brother. That's about it. Well, it's been a great pleasure meeting you, James. Thank you so much for coming on and making this happen. Uh, I really enjoyed talking to you. You've really uh, got my mind whirling about some things and and uh, you've had you've had some incredible things go on, brother. So thank you for sharing them here on the portal. Well, thank you. And if you ever need a, need a uh, fill-in guest for whatever reason, I've got plenty more. So yeah, uh, I'd be happy to come back on again. Oh, fantastic! Well, but, yeah, I'll definitely have you back on then, brother. But thank you again, and uh, you have a great day. You too. everybody well thank you so much for being a part of tonight's episode thank you all for listening and tuning in i really appreciate it it's always great to have you guys here and thank you uh so much to james for making time to come on the show again it was a great discussion and i like those talks where it just makes the wheels turn and kind of makes you think and and look into the phenomena but anyway i hope you all are uh leaving us uh good comments on, on stitcher or wherever on itunes if you have the opportunity to it really helps us out a ton uh, I hate to fish for that kind of stuff because it, it just feels like you're pandering. But, you know, if you are enjoying the shows, please take the time and uh, let people know because a lot of people look at the reviews and that's a big a big factor when people decide, hey, am I going to spend the time and listen to this or is this just garbage? So it really can mean a lot for us. So thank you for all of you who have taken the time to do that and thank you to all of you who will. And please... Uh, get subscribed on, on the podcast platform. If you can subscribe to the paranormal portal, that'd be very appreciated. And please subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash paranormal portal. Those are the live shows. Those are not the same thing as these podcasts. They're totally different. Uh, and so I, I know a lot of people say, Hey, I I love your podcast. And and I was like, Oh, uh, yeah, I watched it. And I'm like, (laughs) Oh, that's our, that's our YouTube channel. That's a live show. So those are quite different, uh, just to set the record straight to all the podcast universe here. Um, but those are different shows entirely as well. So there's lots of uh, brand new material you're going to find over on YouTube, uh, over 825 or 830 episodes. So we'd appreciate your uh, your support there as well. If you'd like to catch more of the Paranormal Portal, you can sure do so there. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash radio. That would be great as well. We're on Twitter at Paranormal Portal. We also uh, have a channel on BitChute, and we have uh, a, a channel on uh, Parlor too, which is kind of a Twitter, uh, I don't know, another, another type of Twitter without being Twitter. So uh, we're trying to get out there and spread our, our, <laughs> our presence all over the World Wide Web as much as we can. So, uh, But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being here, being a part of what we're doing, and for all your love and support. Uh, and remember, we love you all. Be good, be kind, be nice, take care of each other, help each other out, find the magic in every day, and uh, remember to laugh as much as you can. And happy Halloween as well to all of you guys as we move closer to the date of All Hallows Eve. <laughs> all right, guys, love you all. Have a great day.